my first in-person comedy. I think it was okay. It could have been better, of course, but we are our own worst critics. And that trip, it took a lot out of me. And I had to listen to myself. I had to recenter and ground myself and understand that I could not have the noose of obligation have me continue to push and push until depletion was exhaustion. Therefore, I missed you guys last week. The good thing is, when we step away from time to time, we allow ourselves a moment to experience new things in which we are given new lessons or wisdoms and etc. And I got to meet some very interesting people. I made some connections and networks and overall, the trip was pulled out of the mud and things became okay. But the chaos that it began with did not allow me to backpedal hard enough to fix things. So I spent the last seven days on this wheel of exhaustion between what my regular life is, the reality of it all, and chasing a dream. And I just had to kind of steal in my heavy and just regather. Slept a lot here and there. Of course, I still had to come to work and things of that nature. And as I prepare for my babies to come home for the summer, I'm like, ah, (laughs) where did all this time go? And where's that gray and me time vacation thing I was looking for? Because Detroit was gravy, but it didn't meet the standard of what, you know, my imagination thought it would be. But nonetheless, I am grateful for the experience. I am grateful for the people that I met in the places and situations I ended up in that showed me that I have grown. I am being true to myself and I'm very much learning to practice what I preach. So one thing I've noticed in life, anytime you step into a role of advisory, universe always going to see how strong you are in your teachings by giving you lessons to apply what you told someone else to do. You immediately become the student of your own advisory, basically. And I kept saying, oh, goodness, the universe is testing my gangster and my faith. Like, (laughs) this is a two-for-one ass whooping from life, courtesy of what? I don't know. But okay, here we are. And for some of you who see my TikTok, you see my best friend and I often make, you know, a debut or whatever when we can. And she's on her own journey. And it is a beautiful relationship and bond because her and I have known each other for years. And some time came where she had some lessons to learn. And I would notice when she would ask for my opinion or guidance, she wasn't really interested in taking any of the advice. And I know that once I give it, it is not not in control of what you do with it. But I don't know if we just became frustrated with each other because it's like, girl, I'm trying to tell you what I know. And she's like, bitch, I'm trying to go experience it for myself. <laughs> so we spoke here and there, but we know how we say with true friends, there should be no factors of high maintenance. Whenever we come back is whenever we come back and however much time we need apart, it just is what it is. And we don't charge each other with absence. Take what you need so you can come back better. 
And that's pretty much what we're experiencing because, again, she's known me for years, long before the Juanita that you guys know. And she's been able to see and account for my growth. And even in spaces where people who know me were like, maybe she perpetrating the fraud. She trying to fake it so she make it. Until enough time passed that they're like, oh, shit. She changed, changed. Yes, I did. And so can you. And friend is like, I want some. I want some change. I want some healing. So, you know, she is. She is getting it on her terms, and I'm happy. And then there are days where I have other encounters where I realize people are just energy leeches. So I had to get more mindful. And I put an order of protection over my energy that anybody who stands in violation, I am immediately aware. And then there's termination upon that immediacy because you can't be over here with all that funky shit, baby. I worked hard, okay? (laughs) I worked hard to smile at defeat. I worked hard to not be taken down by minuscule things. And I often feel myself pushing into another level. And I don't know if it's a spiritual awakening next level for what I've art like 2.0 basically, or is there some other next level overall? But my sensitivities have been so heightened. So true story. On my way back from Detroit, you know, I'm flying out to like, hey, y'all know they got the TVs and everything. And it's like, we in there. Get my little headphones. And I was like, I want to watch a movie. Hadn't watched much TV over the trip or in the last while, honestly, because, baby, I've been grinding. Okay, I got a vision. I'm on a mission. And I decided to watch Gucci. Because I know most of the time these big label stories are so rags to riches and awe-inspiring. And some of you may know that I do have a sewing business. And discouraging it can be when you're self-taught and when you're trying to figure it out. And this business kind of really, really became a business during COVID. So, you know, getting some help and guidance was out of the window outside of virtual And that is not my best learning style. So I said, let me watch Gucci and be inspired. I'm ready for this rags to riches, you know. All right, Juanita, everybody starts off rocky. And as the movie starts to play, it comes right into the pretty girl fucking her way to the top. And I just felt discouraged in that moment. But of course, I kept watching the movie. And unfortunately, the movie was longer than my flight, so I didn't get all of it. But of course, the fucking her way to the top did reign true. And then there was so much family disarray and backstabbing for shares of the company till it was like, what is Gucci? You know, behind the scenes, not what we know it as. And oh my God, y'all just crying on the plane like, my sewing business is never going to be a Gucci because I didn't fuck my way to the top. I'm like, way to be dramatic, Juanita. But (laughs) it's what I felt, okay? (laughs) And I'm like, all right, self-check, inventory, girl, what's going on with you? And I'm like, yeah, clearly, clearly we're, we're butterflying again because this is the only time we are ultra sensitive. This is the only time we're crying on a plane. Like last time I was crying on a freaking plane, 
popped in my headphones and I was listening to Oprah's, I forget, Soul Something podcast. And I definitely recommend you guys check that out. Her topics are beautiful. Her guests are just uh, phenomenal. So she had the author of Radical Awakening, and I probably should have skull noted her name before I started this, but she spoke about molestation and what it is to be a woman and the overcoming of it and how those traumas birth an immense spiritual awakening. And she said, I wasn't really upset that I had to experience the trauma. She said it hurt more that the women in my village did not at least warn me. And those were words I couldn't find throughout my life because I had similar sentiments. And I just didn't know what words to assign to it, you know. Although you kind of understand how, you know, the elders of our community just don't really want to go there. But then you don't understand because, baby, tap me on the shoulder and tell me what's up. (laughs) So I can be a little prepared, you know. It got me feeling like it's all me. Something's wrong with me. And that's why I experienced this. I don't know that you had a similar story. So I'm on this plane, boo-hoo into this podcast. Like, I know, like, yes, because, uh. <laughs> And I'm like, get it together. Get it together. Not that I don't allow myself to cry, but usually not aboard a 757. You get what I'm saying? However, in my in my healing, in this stage of my journey, wherever my emotions come, I allow them to meet me where I am. I don't try to walk them into a corner until I have time for them because if I don't deal with you, then you will deal with me. So if we crying on this 757, then boo-hoo, baby. (laughs) That's just where we at with it right now. Nothing's wrong. I'm just shedding layers. I am allowing myself to feel. I am so deep in this newness and it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. So I'm talking to my best friend as she's the one that's bringing my kids up next week. And I'm like, I really want my children to experience my newness. And that may sound weird. Like, okay, they live with you for a majority of whatever time, you know, whenever I'm custodial. So yeah, of course they experience your newness. And that's not completely true because I have been and I will continue to heal in phases. So as much as my healing could be a side effect of an interaction, it may not always be the main event. And I know I had to be more mindful because I often, and I mean often, suffered from that piss poor generationally cursed parent and sit the fuck down. Stop touching shit. Oh baby, I was there. And I had to make that conscientious determination that this time around, you know, when it's mommy's turn, they're not getting that. And I had got to a place prior to that when I did turn into that parent, I would stop myself. I do these outer body experiences on purpose where I step outside of me when I can and look at how bitter and nasty and mean I look to whoever, children, significant others, people in the streets. Like, look at you. What are you mad for? But especially to my children. Sorry. 
And then I would have to turn around and apologize. I'm like, I ain't apologizing to no fucking kids. Yeah, the fuck you are. Yeah, try it. They're people. They are human. They have feelings and emotions. And they are easily torn down. Because their validation is often wrapped in the way we treat them. Their self-esteem is not theirs just yet. That's our assignment. And until we understand the assignment, we will continue, continue to break down innocence in its purest form. And as unfair as it is, we know life isn't fair, but if we can grow to a place where we challenge ourselves to be better for ourselves, to ourselves, for those we encounter, interact with, that we're responsible for, and etc. We owe that to all things that we touch because energy only transfers. There's no way we can place an order of protection on our own energy and not have the same consideration for someone else's energy. To be mindful. So when I'm in a space and somebody is oh negative and lackluster in their thinking their school of thought tells them that they are not allowed to have certain freedoms desires of the heart luxuries of life (sighs) I give them a moment you're gonna spit it up I'll wipe your mouth but I will not sit here and absorb this and then I just simply remove myself and I've been realizing that throughout my life and mostly due to my work I do find myself around these type of people. And my initial response is often pity, sympathy, and then I evolve to empathy. And something clicked in me one day, and I started pushing tough love. You guys, you know, may see it from time to time on TikTok, but it's not that tough love that's meant to break you. Like, I ain't got you in the headlock headlock talking shit. I'm going to give you the real. You can cry on my shoes or whatever, but you're going to have to get the fuck up. We got something to do. So I can't surround myself. I cannot allow myself to be stabbed with people who believe that woe is me. Ah, I used to live there. And baby, the ceiling was so low. The walls was little as a bitch. The paint was peeling. And I'm good on that. (laughs) I am so good on that. So, you know, I want to get me a new address. Where healing come with 13-foot ceilings, floor to ceiling, windows, smooth paint, the cabinets not hanging. I'm just saying, (laughs) metaphorically, I had to realize what my internal house needed. And to make sure that its foundation was strong. And then I often had to take inventory. So that I didn't inadvertently burn this house down. I didn't begin to peel the paint so it looked like comfort. I didn't walk my way in back. Walk myself back into old habits. So that I could be comfortable in my misery, baby. I was, I was misery's company. Until enough was too much and I needed to do something about it I often tell myself and my clients 
learn your patterns, a simple identification. Understand where that pattern was birthed. What does it do for you? What does it take from you? And how you can work to change it. You may not need to completely eliminate it. You might just need to revise it. Yeah, you don't have to go trying to throw away all the old parts of you because I heard a young lady say, and I love her for this, healing does not rid you of your old self. You take all of that with you. Learn to maneuver a little better in newness with the old you. While still being mindful, so it's my belief, based on experience, that once you start going to get better, once you say that you want better and you are committing to that, the worst of the worst is coming from every angle. Life is crumbling. You need a new roof. The kids are getting put out of school. The job is talking shit. And your significant other is about one one comment away <laughs> from 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 the old you that is happening so that you can prove to you universe and all things around you that what you say you want you actually want you are silently agreeing to endure whatever it takes to get to your next level acceptance is the first and biggest push so right now I'm reading the four agreements and I love the way he breaks down breaks down the agreements people make with themselves and not all agreements are positive they can be negative for sure you know I'm ugly I'm fat if you choose to believe it indefinitely it is a it is an agreement within yourself So that silent contract that you have is that agreement that I said I want this. I am going to get this literally by any means necessary. So like something so small. I had a young lady order a shirt for me. She ordered two. And when I went to fulfill the order, there was one size like I could not find anywhere. I mean from Richmond, Virginia to Detroit to an hour and a half from my hometown, Hampton, Virginia. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't find this shirt. I'm just going to refund her money. And it's been about a week since her order. And I have been in contact with the young lady. And then that day came and I said, you know what? I am going to find this shirt. One, I'm going to think out of the outside of the box. If I have to Amazon it, I'll get her permission that, you know, it will take a couple more days. Baby, I got in that car, and I was on a mission. And then I found a shirt, and I'm like, ah, this might work. It was one size fits all. We know how that go, right? And ironically, friend has me searching for this pocketbook. So I'm like, I'm going to Burlington. And I found the shirt she needed and the size she wanted. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, universe. So I text her, and I'm like, hey, you know, these are your two options. She made her pick. And boom, I'll be able to fulfill this order. I was not willing to accept the defeat that I am in the newness of my business. And I have not, I have not gotten to a place where all of my vendors are in order, so to speak. Like, baby, when I say grassroots and I am willing to figure it out as I go, I mean that with my soul. (laughs) And that's what I've been doing. 
but I was not in a place that I was willing to say, man, you know what? They don't have it. They didn't have her second pick. Let me just send the money back. And it wasn't about the money. You know, I really, I really appreciate the support, whether it be like a comment, a share, a purchase, a donation or what have you. And I'm just so glad that I was able to stand on fulfillment. The whole reason we enter business is to fulfill a service or a product. You you stand in the gap of whatever the need is. And I can just breathe and remind myself that it is so easy to throw in the towel. But before you throw in the towel, I often ask people to let the towel absorb as much as it can until it's just like leaking water, blood, sweat, tears, trauma, headache, defeat. Let it absorb itself. So right when you get ready to throw it in, you won't be able to. It'll take less effort for you to wring that towel up, wring it out, and to let it absorb again. Because baby, the rain will always come. And eventually you won't have any towels to throw in. And so that's what I did to myself. Again, I had to become the student of my advisory. And that is not always a hard or easy place to be in. I just simply had to say, what would I tell one of my clients to do? Of course, when you're in that situation or that seat, you cannot, (laughs) you can't always think yourself through. It's like, oh my God, this is defeating. And I've been everywhere for this shirt until you breathe. They made a lot of shirts. And then my brain was like, you literally can make a shirt. And I'm like, I can, but (laughs) oh, here I go with the excuses. We don't do that. So of course that would have been last resort. So I just say all that to say a lot of us, we have lackluster moments and experiences simply because we won't challenge ourselves. We won't commit to getting through a hard time. I have been listening to my motivational speeches lately. And forgive me, guys, I am so all over the board. I haven't talked to you in two weeks, right? (laughs) So I've been listening to my motivational speeches because I know, like I said, my next level is approaching Sensitivity has me berserk, and I need something that feels a little grounding and a little advisory that that aren't my own thoughts and experiences. And I heard I heard Oprah say, "If I cannot change the way you think, then I cannot help you." And people would love for that to be a backhanded statement, but it's really not. If we only advise for a moment to get someone out of a tough situation, we didn't change anything. It's literally the same thing. If I teach you how to fish, you'll eat for a lifetime. But if I feed you, then you don't have to worry about this one meal. It's mindset. Everything is mindset. The only separation of people and stations in life is simply the way you think. We think ourselves out of opportunities, out of growth, out of trying something new. And we think ourselves right into a corner if we're not careful. So sometimes I encourage people to actually 
speak your thoughts. Yeah, talk to yourself. Because it's easy to think it and leave it there. But when you say it out loud and you hear it, you're like, really? Am I really about to give in or, you know, tuck my tail because I can't find a shirt and I have not literally exhausted all my resources? No, not doing that. So that's my challenge to you. To examine your school of thought. To understand, does it serve you? Is it getting you where you want to be in life? Are you on the right path? Are you thinking for the path that you're on or that you desire to be on? Do you often find yourself at mental roadblocks? Or are you creating them? Do you understand how to change your mindset? I believe I've shared with you all in the past about changing the tape that is playing in your mind. That is simply changing the information you're feeding yourself. If all you have are your thoughts and your best thinking got you right where you are and you're not where you want to be, then you will not get yourself out of where you are. That seems like a loaded statement, but it's not. Take a moment and pick up a book. Listen to some motivational speeches. Take what you need from podcasts. It doesn't have to be this one in particular. Although I do appreciate you lending me your ear and your heart and your soul and learn to engage all of those parts of you when you are changing the information you're feeding yourself. We call it brain food, of course. Anything that, you know, feeds the intellect or information in general. But we also have to remember that spirit and soul receive information. Energy receives information. In the proper plane that it comes in. So energy to energy, soul talk to soul talk, etc. But if you just took an extra step and broke things down and sent those breakdowns to wherever they belong in this in the way that it can be received. So I, I did a photo shoot today and my photographer was talking about this English class she took in high school where Excuse me, I don't know what my voice is doing today, but in high school, she learned how to listen to music and to read things beyond the surface. She had to go a little deeper than whatever those lyrics were singing to her. She had to dig a little deeper to whatever that page was reading to her. And she had to find alternative meanings, more in-depth meanings, personal meanings. And I challenge you guys to do that everywhere. So, you know how they say we listen to respond or we listen for interpretation. I listen to unpack what someone is saying. I listen for the things not said. I listen to read between the lines. I listen for the emotions For the parts that feel ignited by the soul, the parts that seem to be dangling with fear, I just, I try to listen for everything, everything, especially if there is a space in which I can see whom I am talking to, so that I can also explore aesthetically or visually the emotion or lack thereof. Listening is such a powerful tool but there is work to be done on our end. This is often rooted in how you communicate. It's hard to 
listen in depth when your communication is off. That comes with practice. That definitely comes with taking in new information. It's okay. It does not happen overnight. But it is worth the effort. Oftentimes when I read, I still do active reading like I learned in school. A highlighter or a pen nearby. My notebook if I need to jot something down. If you ever get a book from me, you'll be like, oh my God, did you mark it all up? Just a little bit. Just a little, <laughs> just a little bit. Because this is the way that I'm going to absorb that. This is the way that what made me feel something just from looking at it. I can send into my energy reservoir. I can drop it in my soul. I can deposit it into my spirit. I can retain it in my mind. Because it's what I found works for me. I am not as people would say, so wise beyond my years by my own hands and experiences. I am that by way of the things that I've absorbed, the things I've overcome. When the elders talk, I shut up and listen. When I hear things, I unpack. I listen to read between the lines. It's just, there's a whole multitude that has kind of rounded me and molded me into the ball that I am for me to be as grateful to have this seat that I have and if I may step out on a limb and sound crazy for a moment I have always told people that I was an old wise woman in my past life and yes I believe in reincarnation I don't know what brought this to me I know there are some people that believe you know in our early years we still can kind of transcend those planes between past life and present I don't have any accounts of that in my memory, but this is just what my belief was. And so one time I was was getting a spiritual reading and they recounted this elderly lady, um, Indian descent, beautiful. I mean, elderly, wrinkled, gray hair, just beautiful, bronze skin. And they gave me the full description and said, does she sound familiar? Somebody, Somebody you're related to? And I said, no. And then there was a message And unfortunately, I cannot recall that message, but I knew what I felt in that moment. And that moment felt like, that's that's the old me coming to be like, well done, baby. (laughs) It was like such a blissful moment for me. And that kind of came up in conversation recently when my best friend said, if you can choose to come back next lifetime, what would you choose to come back as? And I was kind of torn because part of me would want to come back as a woman again to do what I am doing, but do it sooner. The other part of me would want to come back as a man so that I can do it from a man's perspective and point of view and work to heal those around me or that I can reach, I should say. And I realized that I don't want to worry about next lifetime. And I know it was a what if question. But when I received the confirmation from my past life to now, it's, it felt like, although I was the old wise woman, that is what I was supposed to be. If you're old, you should be wise. So we believe. So my information didn't always reach the proper sources. They were not willing to absorb it simply because I was an old lady. And girl, you don't know what you're talking about. You're old. <laughs> right? And in this lifetime, I was giving 
given the mind, the body, and the platform to reach whoever is supposed to receive, whoever may have missed it the last round. And I am just appreciative, and I often try to mentally claim my space on this earth with the work that I, I wish to do, the time that I wish to do it in. Of course, I can't live forever. But geez, if I can live long enough to carry out my mission, then I think that would be how they say, oh, she lived a full life. That would make me proud. And even if I don't, I would still be proud because the interactions and the encounters that I have had and the praise and the acknowledgement and the thanks and the inspired inspiring inspiration on all of those I have received is heart filling it is heartwarming it is just just a blanket of love and I appreciate my audience I appreciate the platform and another thing I did I would love to share with you guys is that the podcast will be turning into a talk show very soon it is my goal and I'll have to write down my date so whenever you're manifesting whenever you're desiring something write it down be intentional in your actions and in your words be specific date stamp it spell it out don't just say oh I want a new job no you want a new job that pays six or seven figures with an office, with a view in this city or that, whatever. So be specific. So I've been diving into this, diving into the specifics of my talk show. And once I finish my full manifestations, I will definitely share this with you all. But I do want to give a heads up. We'll play around with it in the future. Maybe the audio will still be available via podcast. Or hey, maybe we'll be podcasting a talk show. You know, universe got the will, baby. I'm coasting. I'm I'm trying to understand the assignment. And they keep switching up on me, but I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm finding my lane until I own the highway. This is my time. I love you all. Peace. Love and fucking butterflies.